Today on the ZabeCast, the NFL Combine is almost always good for one little piece of content every year, and that is fake-ass controversy. Well, day two and we've got a winner. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. We cover topics far and wide, from the death of ESPN's High Noon, to the lame-ass excuses from Deontay Wilder, to the Democratic primary race, and a possible Zabe Vegas appearance. Your bonus, 45 minutes of me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up, and let's go! Wednesday, February 26, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Before we get into it, a couple of announcements. Zave Vegas 2020 continues to fill up. Uh, we are down to the last handful of bids. Get yours today and forever hold your peace. Jay says he wants to come. I think I can help make that happen. That would be a wonderful addition. As much as everybody likes him on the uh, podcast, you'd love him in person. He's just a everyday, regular, fun-ass guy. So there's that. Go to Zabe.com slash ZabeVegas2020. Also, I'm going to start talking about this a bit here as we get into golf season, but you may have heard me say that I am taking a group. I'm leading another group of brave men into battle with some of the most legendary Lynx courses in the world in Scotland this coming summer in July. It's Zabe Scotland 2020, and it is going to be an absolute slobber knocker of a murderer's row of a golf trip. This is for hardo fanatic golfers. We're playing nine rounds in, I think, eight days when it's all said and done. We are playing every Scottish-based British Open Rota courses, including a classic in Prestwick, which has been decommissioned from the Rota. We are playing new school ass kickers like Kings Barnes and Trump International. It is a trip of a lifetime. It is not cheap. You probably figure that out, but it is the ultimate. If you're, if you're ever just going to do Scotland once, you're a hardcore golfer. You've been wanting to do it. You've been having a hard time getting your friends to go with you. Excuse me. And, you're like, I don't want to go over there and play one or two courses, or I want to go over there and it's like, well, I couldn't get on the old course. Oh no, we got the old course locked down. We got Carnoustie and Muirfield and Troon and Turnberry and you name it. Uh, We've got them all locked down, lined up, ready to go. This is the one trip that you can take. And because you know me, it's like you're going with a friend. Uh, The celebrity, the low level celebrity, me included, no charge. I'm doing it again because I loved it so much last time. I said, I, this can't be the last time I go there. I don't care that I've played all these courses. I love the experience. I love the camaraderie of the men and everything else. So if you are in at all interested, and again, this is not an inexpensive trip. You're going to need to lobby the appropriate authorities for your hall pass and the funding to do it. But it's one of those bucket list things that I'm here and uh, I've got two spots actually. Uh, I had one that I was sitting on, and then one of our guys has had a little bit of life thrown at him, and he is likely not going to make it. So this would be perfect. We've got a father-son combination, the Feenies, coming uh, on the trip, which is going to be great, from Northern Virginia. And any two people that want to come, let me know. Reach out to me via email, zabe at yahoo.com. So the NFL Combine always produces one bit of non-traversy every single year. A little kerfuffle, a wrinkle, some question that's asked, a comment that's made, someone getting mad at the medical staff, yada, yada, yada. And it's usually not, it really isn't a big deal when it's all said and done. Now the controversy is, at least in some quarters, oh my God, somebody asked Jalen Hurts quarterback out of Oklahoma, formerly of Alabama, would he play... <gasps> Another position in the NFL. Of course, the usual suspects, namely Jamel Hill, chimed in with, not this shit again. Because to Jamel Hill and others, they deem any asking of any black quarterback, if he'll play any other position in the NFL, to be essentially the same as donning a Klan hood and saying, we got to get all these black quarterbacks out of the NFL. It's one of the most either disingenuous or just stupid thing. I mean, I don't think she's that dumb, which makes her and others shameless race baiters on this very topic. 
it is ridiculous to think that there is some racist cabal that is out there to keep young black quarterbacks from playing the position. And when you say, what about Lamar Jackson? He was drafted in the first round by a team that envisioned him as a quarterback. And he's playing it really well. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't go number one overall. Still went in the first round. That's not terrible. I'm going to walk you through just the last 20 years in the first round only when it comes to black quarterbacks in the NFL. Kyler Murray last year, the number one, number one pick of the draft, black. And a two-sport athlete, baseball, and nobody was like, you sure you're going to play football? Because he had the talent, the goods to play in the NFL, and there was never a question. Jalen Hurts, by the way, is projected as a marginal NFL quarterback, but he's going to pursue his dream, and good for him at that. The question, though, of would you play somewhere else is not racist. It's logical. And when people go, well, they didn't ask Joe Burrow if he'd play another position. No shit, he can't. Everybody knows that. In a way, it's sort of a compliment to a black quarterback who's athletic who could change positions. Like, if this doesn't work out, you never know. But no. Jamel Hills and others, they just want to stir the shit on this. Kyler Murray, 1-1. Last year, Dwayne Haskins, 1-15. Lamar went 1-32 the year before. Patrick Mahomes, half black, half white, all beautiful human being and great quarterback, 1-10. Deshaun Watson, 1-12. Jameis Winston, not a smart guy and a potential rapist, 1-1. Teddy Bridgewater, 132. E.J. Manuel, 116. Oof. Bills. Robert Griffin, 1-2, and they traded up to get him in the two spot. That means he's essentially a 1-1. Cam Newton, a 1-1. Josh Freeman of the Buccaneers, 1-17. Talk about a reach. Jamarcus Russell, a scissor-drinking shitbag, still drafted 1-1. Vince Young, 1-3. Jason Campbell, 125. Byron Leftwich, 1-7. Michael Vick, 1-1. With an addendum. Guy goes to prison for fighting dogs and drowning and electrocuting them. Totally despicable. Comes out of prison. Comes back to the NFL. Plays well enough. Gets another $100 million contract from the fucking Eagles. This is a racist league against black quarterbacks? Really? Donovan McNabb, 1-2. Achilles Smith, 1-3. Dante Culpepper, 1-11. You are barking up an empty tree, Jamel Hill and everyone else. This bogeyman of, oh, the racist NFL, they don't want black quarterbacks. Either you know this not to be true and you're doing it for your own gain and division, or you just you're too dumb to know what you're looking at. This league loves star quarterbacks, and they don't care if they're black. In fact, they love it if they're black because the black star quarterbacks like Cam Newton, they're on the walls, they're posters of every little white Jimmy and Johnny in America, and they're also hugely popular with all the black kids. Can't really say that about some white quarterbacks, per se. The black star quarterback is gold in the NFL, not only from a talent standpoint, if they're good enough to play the position, and it is a passing position first and foremost still. Running helps, but it's a passing position. But they are gold from a marketing standpoint as well. If you don't think Dak Prescott, who makes nearly, I don't know, $30 million a heard off the field in endorsements, like what does that tell you? Like, so are the same racists that are trying to get black quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts to maybe switch positions, are they then turning around going, hey, whoa, 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 Dan and Yogurt, don't pay Dak Prescott. He's he's half black. Come on, we're trying to get these guys out of the league at quarterback. We don't mind the running backs, linebackers, wide receivers, but we can't have black quarterbacks. No. The day and age in which black players were shunted out of that position were real, and they were despicable. Nobody disputes it. But you know what? They are long gone. Hello. 
Hello, Notorious J-A-Y. For those that don't know him, we get new listeners all the time. My former producer at Fox Sports Radio from what year to what year? 04 to 05. After that? 03 to 04, yes. 03 to 04, and then produced various shows on the Team 980. You went to Baltimore. You produced shows up there. You were a virtual co-host. You finally had had enough of the radio racket, and you said, that's it, I'm out. Yes. Currently chief of staff for... Who in the Maryland Assembly? Delegate April Rose. Beautiful. And yes. how's, how's she doing? How's her re-election bid going? Wonderfully. Not for another another year. Okay, good. Are you going to be in charge of that? <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're probably going to move on after this. What do you mean we're going to move on? You and her? We have move on to something else. Ooh. I don't know what. It's going to be something else, though. Stay tuned. Come, come back and work with me again, though? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I'm not, I'd have to move to Wisconsin. No, what? no, no, no. We'll figure something out, Jay. I'm not saying you got to move nowhere, man. Um. By the way, we have to talk about, I think I can do Jay Vegas. We got to talk about the... Uh, Remuneration the for your appearance fee, which is best yes. handled behind closed doors, Jay. <laughs> and really, last quick question. So I'm eating lunch today, and uh, somebody left the Golf Channel on. And there's this very attractive pregnant woman who hosts the show. Who is that? I never saw her name. Could be Paige was- McKenzie. Is she blonde or brunette? Yes, blonde. I was like, very pretty. I was like, who is this? Uh, She's very pregnant. But very pretty. I don't know. I haven't watched a whole lot of Golf Channel as of late. I like you know, I like the gap. Well, I mean, I try to as much as I can, Jay. But, I mean, I'm torn. I was going to say, that's like your show. That's like well, your network. I know it is. But here's the thing. When you are a practitioner in the dark arts of sports radio, you watch things you not necessarily are in love with watching. Like Blair O'Neill. That's her name. Blair O'Neill from The Big Break. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she's. Okay, okay. You think she's pretty? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I, <laughs> no. Hey, you like what you like, bro. And if you're and into that's true. And if we you're into draft. if you're into pregnancy porn, I'm not going to judge you I'm on that. Not into pregnancy porn, but I just think she's very pretty. We can we'll draft different teams come draft day. We won't be fighting over the same draft choices. <laughs> By the way. All right, yes. this is where I have to tell my mom. Ma, oh, log off. Ma. God, I don't, uh, we went down a rabbit hole. Okay. Have you ever been to a site where you're like, wow, that's a category, huh? Have you ever seen something? Uh, of course. And and I'm not Everybody. saying I'm not saying they're especially filthy per se. I'm just saying you're like, wow, I didn't know that was a category, but okay. Somewhere in the porn world, there is a site for Red-headed, Just about red-headed, everything. Left-handed women with crayons. Okay. Somewhere, somewhere, there's a porn site devoted to red-haired women who are left-handed drawing with crayons. Okay. And it's a site. I mean, it, whatever you want, it's there. It's the weirdest world ever. Bikini. I'm looking at one here. Lingerie. Tie. Uh, I can't mention that one. Can't mention that one. <laughs> really shouldn't be mentioning any of these things. Shorts. Say, yeah, like, yeah, like, shorts. Uh, There's a category yeah. that's just shorts. If you like gals in really short, short shorts. There's sports. There's muscle. There's undressing as a category. Again. Yoga pants category. Well, that's a great one. God, God love yoga pants. Beach is a category. <laughs> All beach erotica. How about that? Uh, not for me. That's no? Not for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. So, Jay, yes. I am over the moon delighted that you may be able to come out to Zave Vegas. Yeah, our was, listeners was, uh, would be. I was, I was looking at. I was looking at airlines. Uh, Spirit has a nice little deal. Oh. Southwest. Southwest. South. Southwest. I'd have to. I'd have to fly out at six in the morning, but 
only live 10 minutes from the airport, so it's not that big of a deal. Not a problem. That's a good flight. I've taken that one before, and it gets you in Vegas early, but it gets there on time. And yeah. and they don't treat you like savages, which I hate to say it, Spirit does. Okay. Well, I think we may be going, and it was it was very cheap flight for Southwest, like 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 under 300 Okay, round trip. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That. All right. Well, let's uh, let's work that out. I will find the budget and the stipendry to get you out there, and don't bail with a fake injury like you did last year. Oh, when I was in the hospital. I'm sorry. I never saw that receipt for the hospital, so <laughs> I have to count it as a fake injury. Uh, did you see just to start off today? And we got a lot to get to. Did you see where Tony Grossi of Cleveland yes. Radio got suspended for a off mic comment? He thought the mics were dead; they were instead live. And off yes. air, he thought he was saying, "And we got a fucking midget." And they were talking about the, the draft. He was like Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. Mahomes. And we got a fucking rigid. Yeah, right. that producer is so fired, by the way. Well, that's, you know, we're taught early on, treat every mic as a live mic. As, a, as it's hot, yeah. But, but over the years, I can attest, unfortunately, I and others in the biz have treated microphones like the old steel workers would treat the Empire State Building. We'd sit there with no harnesses eating our lunch. On a on a steel beam, you know, like you know, you've seen the photos before, right? I've seen that photo, yeah. And you're <laughs> like, are you fucking legs. crazy? How can you do this? And so I have myself at times said, you know, I got to really, you know, make sure I'm not saying anything here because who knows if it's on. Also, some sneaky ass producers, little weasels, put the mics in queue, which is a sub channel that only goes back to the producer studio. And so it's neither on the air nor is it dead. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, and I know uh, one former producer at 980 who used to do that, who was a worm, uh, a, a wormy jerk face. And he was a total I, snitch, and he was doing it at the behest of the program director. Yes, and now he's in charge of the station. That's the business. There you that's, go. They're right. That's the business. That's uh, yes. That's unfortunate. But anyway... That, Tony, yeah, but Tony Gross is kind of a dick, though, too. He's kind of a dick. Here's what I want to know is we continue to have the walls close in on us when, in terms of what we can say, where we can say it, and everything else. The midget line was apparently what angered the Little People Association. Really? Yes, midget is apparently a slur now and not cool. I would assume then dwarf would also be a slur, and going on Game of Thrones uh, language, imp, which was used for Tyrion Lannister, is also, I'm sure, not good. Little people is the only acceptable one. Did Grossi get in trouble because he called him a fucking midget, or if he had said he was a dang midget? Or what if he said, we got this lovable kick-ass midget who I think is going to be great? Would he still be in trouble if he said that? I did not know. I, I thought I thought that the Fucking was the one that got him okay. off the air. But if you the say one was the one, wow. If you say fucking off air, off mic, you think everything's dead, should you get suspended for that if the mics are on? No. I think that uh, no is the I agree. I mean, here's the thing. You're in studio for so long and there's a lot of downtime during timeouts and breaks and what whatnot. You gotta be able to relax just a bit. We can't all be like Ned Flanders, Hadley Ho, their neighbor, keep a lid on the profanities, you know, that could go on the air. And, you know, that's why this medium is so much better. I agree. We can, but oh. here's, but here's the thing. We're not even safe here. Cause look at what happened to Jeremy Roenick on a podcast. What happened to Jeremy? Ro- oh, that's right. It was last Jeremy Roenick right. on a podcast with Barstool Sports joked. That's, that's right. About his colleague, Catherine Tappan, and saying, I'd have a threesome with her and my wife. And it got out. And people are like, not cool. And because of all the hashtag me too, it's like, yep. They suspended him and then never brought him back. What about the guy from SNL who was on the new season on a podcast Use some uh, racial epithets towards Asians. Somebody picked it up, got him kicked off uh, SNL. I think I heard of that guy. I don't know his name. That's not a. That's not NZ's Asari, right? That was a no, bad date NZ. that went no. wrong. Yeah, that was a bad date that a woman put on me too. Yeah. Here's what's yeah. crazy. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because it was just a bad date 
Yeah. She got pissed. Yeah. Here's what's crazy. On the one hand, it's beautiful justice that finally the predatory scumbags of the entertainment world are all being locked up or kicked off the air and disgraced. Harvey Weinstein, in jail. Uh, Bill Cosby, in jail. Louis Uh, C.K., pariah of the business. Right. Although, I mean, okay, I don't want to adjudicate every case. His okay. was his was in the middle, but then you have a lot of guys that really did nothing that were caught up in the furor and had their careers derailed, like Aziz Ansari, who had a bad date. Yes. And Louis C.K. was joking about jerking off with a bunch of other females in his apartment as a comedian who probably said a lot of sick shit along the way. Uh, I think he did it. In, I met one of the comedians, and she was like, yeah, he would jerk off in front of us. Yeah. That was like his thing, which, by the way, is the weirdest thing ever. But hey, it's not the weirdest thing ever. I'm seeing a category for it right here. Okay, to me, weirdest thing ever. Sorry, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, a lot of a lot of, uh, if not innocent, you know, very marginally wrong people at worst got swept up in this. And it's too bad because it was definitely necessary to shut down. Oh, uh, also, don't forget Kevin Spacey, although Spacey beat the rap in court. But everybody but he knows but he, he but was he'll never. He'll never act again. Probably. So he'll while never it's act again. so while it's good that these predatory assholes who have been running amok for years, including Matt Lauer, finally got what was coming to him, Charlie Rose and others. It's too bad that a lot of Tavis Smiley. Yeah, that is too bad. Bill Cosby. There's a lot of innocent people, otherwise, or mostly innocent, that got fucked in this. So, hopefully, there's an equilibrium that is about to uh, return. Okay, pour one out for High Noon. I know you're a big fan of uh, Bomani Jones. Yeah, his show with I like Pablo Torre. His yeah. show with Pablo Torre is slated for death in March. It had started as a one-hour show. At, at noon. At, wait for it, noon. <laughs> and it was shot in 24 frames per second to give it a more cinematic look. It used sort of different camera angles. They treaded in somewhat different topics. And it was supposed to be aimed at a more intelligent crowd. It did not work, apparently. What do you think killed High Noon? Well, getting it off from noon to 4 o'clock. That right. kind of killed it. Cutting it down to 30 minutes, that might kill it. Um, Bomani Jones is not everybody's cup, cup of, of tea. tea. Right. I. You dig him. I, I dig him. I can identify with him. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Pablo Torre fan. I don't right. understand why everybody gets their panties in a bunch. When he was like the biggest thing over there for like like a. Tony Cohen has to talk glowingly about him. He's so smart and so funny. I'm like, no, yeah. well, he's not, actually. And I, I never understood. But again, he, Pablo Torre is not everybody's uh, cup of tea. But I look I at it. The- I, I look at it like the. Uh, I look at it through the prism of the uh, cafeteria lunch table model. And that is look at all these shows. They're basically just lunch tables, right? Tony and Mike are the two coolest guys in the class. Who doesn't want to sit at their lunch table for 30 minutes, right? Yes. Around the horn, okay, they're not as cool as Tony and Mike, but they got some guys that are okay, and they rotate them around enough that you're not – you don't reject the show out of hand because – You're not going to go, yeah, I'm not watching it. It's another Woody. Yeah, Plashke's on, I'm out. Or Woody's on, I'm out. You just never know, right? Or Tim Kalashaw. Has Tim? Has you do like him? Has he like Tim Callishaw? Has has Tim Callishaw ever said anything that stopped you in your tracks and made you say, "Wow, I never thought of that"? No, he did. Tim Callishaw ever stop you and make you say, "Oh my God, I'm laughing so hard, I'm gonna hurt"? Nobody can't remember anything. I've never remembered anything earth shattering that Tim. But he is. Do you like him more than you like uh, Frank Isola? Frank Isola is a zilch. He's just another writer. (laughs) He's just another take spewer. I mean, he's generic. Probably a nice guy. I don't know. And then then you got Highly Questionable, and Dan Lebitard is 
their best pure talent. He also is not for everybody, but I love yeah. the fact he mocks the format and he mocks himself with his own fat face. He takes nothing seriously and he only touches lightly on sports. And Big Poppy, or Big Poppy, <laughs> Poppy, his dad, is Not hilarious. Not show that much anymore. Oh, really? Yes. He, it's usually, uh, it's a rotation of, because I'm getting home when that show is coming on. Got it. It's usually a rotation of uh, Pablo Torre, Israel Gutierrez, Sarah Spain. Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes, which, by the way, you've got to sit me down and explain that. Um, oh. Dominique Foxworth, who, by the way, is not that good either. But Dominique Foxworth is the worst. But here's the thing. Good. Here's yeah. the thing about Israel Gutierrez and Pablo Torre and Mina Kimes and Dominique Foxworth. And look at the beautiful Rainbow Coalition of faces they've got. Okay. Just because, just because, you know, but as you know, I'm just because you're of color doesn't make you great to me. Oh, I know. I think if you're looking to, hey, we need to be more diverse, look harder to find somebody who's really good or different is all I'm saying. Like Mina Kimes to me is, I don't get it either. She's smart. She's nice. And she is a female who I think is part Asian, 50-50. Yes, she is. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Okay, you've got everything. Okay. I mean, you know, so, and and she knows how to play the ESPN game. And she's not going to say anything controversial. I mean, Sarah Spain is kind of offensive to me because she really has no journalistic background. She has no work history prior to ESPN. But any complaints I make about people on TV making more money than me doing a whole hell of a lot You're less work, I'm a hater. Right. So I've. Well, wait a minute. Who, well, who, who if, if you were in a room, who would upset you more if you had sarah spain um uh, what's that jerk face in the afternoon who has no journalistic background but has will um will kane, will kane or, or katie nolan if you're asking me if i was in an office complex where there was an open koi pond like michael scott in the office that he fell yes. into by accident who i yes. would push into the koi pond Yes. I would push Will Kane in and then pull him out and I'd push him in again. <laughs> sort of like Michael Scott saying he'd use both his bullets to shoot Toby. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm rewatching that, that, by the way. Oh, it's so great. You know, it's, it's, it's my night. It's my nighttime rewatch. It's now. so fucking good. And you know, what's funny is that uh, Scott has not seen almost any of the series. Scott Lynn, my colleague here in 980. And I, he text, texted me this weekend. He he said he watched an episode on the plane because it was free flying out to Vegas from BWI on Southwest. And he gave me the episode and then he said, I don't think Michael Scott was even in it. And I go, oh, no. Oh, you saw when, when what's her name? What's the chick from England? Oh, oh yes. Oh, that was the, the worst. That, yes. Terrible. He ended up seeing a mid-season, final year, season nine episode. Oh, that's, that's and, not a good representation. No, I said, bro, I said, that is the Johnny Unitas as a charger of the series. <laughs> Willie Mays falling down in it, the outfield as a Met. <laughs> right. It's Jerry Rice as a Seahawk yes, in terms yes. of the office. It's so not representative. I I ran it out. I watched the whole series to the bitter end, including the cheesy town documentary meeting where they finally revealed what they were doing and why they were doing it. And it was treacly and stupid and whatever. But I said, I got to finish it. It's my one of my favorite shows ever. But I didn't like any of it. And I quickly forgot almost all those episodes after Robert California. That was... And I thought, by the way, Robert California was going to be a character that I would... But, and he was just terrible towards the end like the, his first appearance was was i was like oh oh this guy's bringing heat <laughs> here we go james Spader was like it was like it was terrible yeah but the it funny thing is i have seen and you probably have as well real life examples of the boss at this company is gone who are they going to bring in and what is he like and your first reaction is this is not is this a fucking joke this guy <laughs> right <laughs> Right? Of course. Right? Of course. I mean, I don't want to name names. <clears throat> oh, I can't say it. You might no, have to hire can't. me. No, <laughs> I was no. about to say it. 
Oh, um, shit. So, we're, we're, last thing about the Oscars on people on Talk Sports. Uh, it was an episode last night. It was um, when Ryan came back when he had the beard. Yeah. Was, oh, my. As... Him and Kelly Kapoor might have been as funny as anything else on that show. Kelly was. A st- <laughs> she goes, I'm pregnant, and it's yours. <laughs> it was it was funny as hell. She she's like I'm dating a lot, mostly black guys. Dude, <laughs> you're funny. right. Both both Ryan's handling of Kelly Kapoor and Daryl handling Kelly Kapoor, Kelly Kapoor yeah. were fucking fantastic because oh. Ryan alternated between oh shit, I got to dance to this crazy. And then he sort of went like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to buy any of her threats because I know her MO is just to you know, get hysterical and threaten me to get what she wants, right? Yes, yeah. And when Daryl started dating her, the best line was when he said very calmly, and he said, you better get a handle on your crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> right? Or something like That's that. That's right. Because she was like, she wanted to do something like, I got my daughter. And then she just like spazzed out. And that's what he said you gotta get a handle on your crazy. And she goes, What? Who says stuff like that? Right. He's like, That's what they really think. She was both enraged and yet totally turned on and en- <laughs> like completely compelled. Like, this is a real man I'm dealing with. Holy shit. This is not Ryan. Uh, I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy. I think I've got what, four more seasons left. So, hold on. I'm, I'm trying on. to find it right now desperately. Daryl tells Kelly Kapoor to get a hold of her crazy. Let's see if this is it. And everybody forgot. I got really dressed up and excited and no one said a word. There wasn't even a party. I think sometimes people are really mean to the hot, popular girl. Okay. That's a compilation piece. (laughs) Best of Daryl, The Office. Shit, it's 12, it's 10 minutes. Yeah, a little too long. I might be able to skim it real quick here if the... uh, Skimming thing works. Well, if this is your podcast, you can do whatever you want. I know, but still. Oh, here we go. I think this is it. Oh, this is it right here. This is it. This is it. I got it, Jay. I got it. That was a roast. Here we go. Here we go. Roasted. Here we go. Hey, let's call us what it is. It's like she only wants to hook up when Ryan comes around. It's gotten to the point where I get excited every time I see that little dude walk through the door. I just need to know where this is going. Hey, I like you. All right, it's not to like. Touches her chin. But you need to access your uncrazy side. That's right. Otherwise, maybe this thing has run its course. Don't you dare walk away from me, Daryl Philbin. You are the most selfish person I've ever met in my Slow entire life. Take it over. <laughs> Daryl Philbin is the most complicated man that I've ever met. Oh, that's fucking gold. You better, you better access your uncrazy side. Or this thing has run its course. And she starts chewing him out. He's like, slow down. Think it over. That's off. That's lying. But you need to access your uncrazy side. (laughs) Otherwise, maybe this thing has run its course. I want to have to also, another show that you need to, Parks and Rec is very funny, too. I don't think you probably watched that. No, I I haven't. And I've been told I got to watch it, especially if I like this. And that's... it's on the list. Well, now that okay. High Noon has been canceled, I, I, got got the, I got the time. You've got time. Okay, a couple other things here, We're gonna talk, Jay. About, talk about the fight? We're going to talk about the fight. Okay. Before I get to the fight, though, let me go to my list here of things for you. Are we going to talk politics at all? How the Democratic, there is not one good Democratic candidate. <laughs> and this is, this is going, Trump is going to win in a landslide. <sighs> That's it. Talk over. Well, some believe that. Some believe that, like Carville. I'm of the mindset of we're a long way from November, and a lot of shit can happen. So, but it does look daunting that you're gonna. If it is Bernie versus Trump, I don't know if the country's really in the mood right now for a socialist. 
including a Democratic socialist who comes in the form of Bernie Sanders. But that said, what do you make of all these other like Biden to me is stunning that he was the polling. He was the polling leader all 2019. And now he's cratering. What the hell, Jay? You're in politics. I think we talked about this. I think you, maybe you said it or I said it, don't have him say a damn thing until New Hampshire. And somebody let him talk a couple times, and he said a couple stupid things, and boom. Yeah. Just, that was it? Just recently he was at an event, and he said uh, he was running for Congress, or, or running for Senate, and if you don't like me, vote for the other Biden. And it was like, wait, what's going on? But all politicians make make gaffes. All politicians lie, some more than others. Uh, the guy currently in the White House is a fantastic liar. Today, Maybe the- his tweet today was, this, this uh, oh my God, coronavirus, we've got it under control. No, we don't. We know nothing about it. <laughs> the CDC today said, we know nothing about this. Yeah, they're like, be careful, this could be bad. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. I'm going to buy water tomorrow. Me. Oh, I'm the last shit. guy to go crazy. I'm buying water. See, now this is what's going to be. The coronavirus itself is not going to be that big of a deal. It's the people freaking out that's going to be a big deal. Stockpiling okay. shit, calling in sick from work. We have 53 cases right now. 53 cases, not even deaths in a nation of 400 million, Jay. 53 is 52. <laughs> Too 52 many. more than I like to have. I, the one, and I get freaked out too. The one thing that I found a little bit encouraging is that there were some health experts that said, look, the reason this thing has spread without being able to track it is because it's so asymptomatic in some people that you don't even know you have it. And unlike SARS or the avian flu, which would just knock your ass over, where you couldn't go anywhere, you wouldn't go anywhere. People are traveling with this because they don't even know they have it. And that, yes, it's troublesome because it's a new type of coronavirus, probably that came from a fucking bat that was sold in an illegal food market in China. Thanks for that. Oh, is that fried bat? Is that fresh from today? Oh, yeah, yeah we got it right out of the caves. I tell you what, it'll thank go you, delicious. Thank you, China. Yeah. Um, that this, uh, the coronavirus, even though it's new, we don't have natural defenses for it, like the flu or a vaccine, that it's going to be no worse than the seasonal flu, which kills a shit ton of people every year, Jay. That this is essentially another flu virus. And so the experts say, yes, this is going to go to every country in the world. And yes, there's going to be a, you know, a ballooning up of cases, but it's going to be like in the years to come saying, hey, get your flu and you know coronavirus shot because it's just another form of the flu. I mean, that's not comforting, but it's not necessarily, oh, shit, the world's going to end. Reason to go out and buy uh, toilet paper and eggs and milk. How much water are you going to buy tomorrow? I was being funny about that. (laughs) Oh, okay. All I know is I don't want this thing to mushroom up before Vegas happens so we can have a good time a month from now. Zabe Vegas, by the way, almost sold out. Get your bid today. 64 is the max. Go to Zabe.com slash Zabe Vegas 2020 and sign up today. Jay is threatening to come and much like a featured rapper on a promotion scheduled to appear. Scheduled to appear. Scheduled to appear. No guarantees. (laughs) No, All but, right. no, I think I can work this one. Okay. All Next right, before time. we get to Next the fight, time. we'll end on the fight. What would you think of the Kobe ceremony, and what would you think of Michael Jeffrey Jordan and the crying meme fight? That's the only part that I caught live. Okay. And it was – I think – well, you – no, you didn't say it. Somebody was like, this is the first time we've ever seen Jordan be personable. Is that the word? I Maybe. Want? Maybe because Jordan his hall, of, his hall of Fame speech, he was indignant. Oh, the Hall of Fame speech went over like a fart in the elevator. They're like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, what the hell, dude? You're in the Hall of Fame, you're now ripping on people. And this one was, you know, he was talking about how Kobe's made him change the way he has his outlook on life. Huh. And the meme thing was but that was that brought the room down. That was funny as hell. 
Yeah, the crying Jordan meme is funny. And to me, the crying Jordan meme is still great when it's used artistically. When, when there's, I've seen some great ones. Oh, great ones. oh my God. When, if somebody that knows how to use Photoshop and is adept at it and creative, I still laugh my ass off. I'm like, <laughs> look at that thing. It's got a crying Jordan right in there. <laughs> <laughs> the universal image of sadness. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's get to the fight. Did you watch it live? I watched it live with about 10 other people. Can I come fight to the party. next one? I have no friends that watch fights. Oh. Wow. I would have traveled I... all the way up to Baltimore, Maryland, or wherever right. it was it, you're watching. It was actually it was actually we watched none of the undercards. We we played we played cards. Okay. Until about 10:30. We ate, played cards, and then 10:30 came we, we watched the last undercard. It was a heavyweight uh, fight which ended early and then we all watched the fight and jaws dropped in disbelief as to what we saw by the way second round i was the first one to yell hey wilder's corner man that's fucking mark breland and everybody was like holy shit who's it mark, is mark breland. who's mark breland who was mark mark breland was a 84 olympic boxer he was uh i want to say welterweight okay he was from New York. Mark Mark Rillen, I think he might have held a belt. Wow. And and the yeah, Mark Mark Rillen was a fighter of consequence in the eighties. Wow. And uh yeah, but I was like, he's the corner man for Deontay Wilder. He was the one who threw the talent. Huh. And do you think that was appropriate? Yes, he was about to get killed. Yeah. I mean, he I don't know what the he couldn't walk. What'd you make he of got- Max Kellerman saying they threw the towel in too early? Max I I I just well Max Kellerman does know a lot about boxing. However, he but has however figured he out is, how to succeed at ESPN. And how is that? Say un- shit. Unconventionally stupid shit. Right. And Max Kellerman was exiled when he demanded more money as the referee on Around the Horn. Remember? I love that. I was like, oh really, Max? Fuck you. Tell They're me like, to come and sit in the seat. Yeah. And he went off into the wilderness. He walked in the cable television. Like, you're like, where'd Max Kellerman go? He's in the Bay Area. He did boxing only. And then when he got a shot to be back on. Right. When he got a shot to be back on ESPN, he figured it out quick. Be super woke. Bang the drum for all of the left-wing causes. And say insanely dumb shit that can be repackaged and debated. Brilliant. I hate this business. (laughs) I just because nobody because nobody believes half the shit that they say. I know. That's the part that. um, Okay, I know everybody's gonna get sick of me bagging on this guy again, but fucking Whitlock. Oh, there was a five minute video of Whitlock saying the most heinous shit about Kobe Bryant. It is. It is. It's about five minutes. Whitlock saying Kobe Bryant is the most disingenuous athlete we've ever had. Kobe Bryant's the worst. Blah 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 blah. And then after Kobe dies, Whitlock's on TV crying, saying he was all about. I'm like, shut the fuck up, you fat fuck. <laughs> well, what's he supposed to do? Really- Keep killing Kobe after his death? He didn't know Kobe was going to die at an insanely young age. But don't come around like you're all of a sudden your own. Just say he did overdo it. Here's what you said. Hey, you know what? I wasn't always a fan of this guy, but I'm really sorry that he, he, that he tragically died. That's what you don't don't come on and and he all he talks about is the mamba mentality, bitch. A year <laughs> ago you were saying he was a rapist. Shut I, up. I, I hate I hate this is, this is what I hate when <sighs> you just say shit to stay on TV. The business is bad. The business yes. is dirty. And then you oh have my. and then you have Mad Dog Russo being accused of being a bag man for MLB. Did you hear this? He said something last week. He's really, by the way, and he's a very nice man. I've met him twice. Yes. But he's incredibly stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't call him nimble or intellectual of mind. No. He very, very nice. He's the anti-Francesa. Uh, right. Okay. But I have heard him. I saw him and Brian Kenny. They had a, a thing on MLB Network. Yes, I watch MLB Network. And they had a best players of all time at their position. And some of the names that Russo had on the list, you're like, you're an idiot. You're All an right. absolute idiot. All right, here we go. On the, Take a listen to this. Tell me what you think. Just say, okay, stop if you need to and when. It's two minutes, but 
The good part comes about a minute in. Here we go. Don't say that I don't that I can't have an opinion as a host regarding what I think the Astros did or did not do and how it affected their championship run in 17. If you think that that is the reason why you why they won, they have set themselves up for that thought, and you are certainly allowed. And there are enough credible evidence, including this scenario by Verducci, to back you up. I don't believe it. But who cares what I think? That's how I feel about it. I am not defending anybody. I get the baseball people more ticked off. I mean, I I might be out of there tomorrow. So the idea that somehow I'm a bank man for Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, is completely out of – that's ridiculous. That's the last thing I Listen to this. Here we go. Or for playoff proposals or for anything else. I don't care. They can do it. I'm 60 years old. I've been doing this show for 40 years. I have more money than I can count. I got more kids Ooh. in college, or three, oh. I got a kid who's in Notre Dame, a kid who's in Tampa. I don't need the damn work. So if you think that I'm going out there and kissing Manfred's ass, or any or an owner's ass, or Jim Crane, or anybody else, because I'm worried about where my next meal, or where my next paycheck is coming from, you're crazy. Well, how about that oh flex? God, I got more money than I can count. I've got four kids, in, I mean three kids in college. I know he was on a riff there, but how do you get that fact wrong? And I think with the kids still at Notre Dame and other colleges, you could use more money, Mad Dog, and you're entitled to it. He said last week I saw on Funhouse on Twitter, which, by the way, is my, one of my favorite things to follow. You, you know who he's he was, turned his guns to now? Oh, oh Mad Dog. No, Coward. Oh, he said he oh. something today. Yes. Oh, Funhouse is on Colin Coward, and he busted him today. Coward yes, said he Vince didn't. Young. He didn't like Vince Young because his throwing motion reminded him of Tebow. Tebow was in grade school when Vince Young <laughs> came out of the pro uh, colleges. I saw that. Um, that's another guy who we. By the way, we had two bosses who claimed that they were the ones. Who, oh, yeah. Found and I was like, you're, you're, gonna take, you're, you're gonna take credit for that? That's your thing? Anyway, no, but but um uh Russo was uh he had a thing on Funhouse. He was upset because he was at Notre Dame with his kid and yeah. nobody recognized him. No he way. Was, he's just like he was like, Nobody recognized me. We went to eat, we walked <laughs> around, nobody recognized me. I'm like, what does that say? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bitch. I, to me, I love it. I'm getting more and more recognized because of the internet, and I get recognized because of this 30-minute Redskins show I do on Channel 4. Channel 4 on Sunday morning is a widely watched TV station in the fall, and a lot of casual sports fans just happen to see it. A guy at the bank the other day is like, I know who you are, and I was like, yeah, who am I? Brad Pitt? (laughs) Bruce Willis with his head shaved? (laughs) But the uh, 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 O'Brien, coach of the uh, tenant, or, Bill O'Brien, <laughs> Bill O'Brien, coach, coach of the, I mean, he's All the right. Texans. So net net on the fight, Tyson Fury is a pretty remarkable fighter. That he is a heavyweight who can also sing. And, and he's very, by the way, two things: he's very Bill. He looks like he's very Billy. Sure, he's the worst looking, not cut we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Ruiz is worse. I don't really count. He was heavyweight champ for a half a second. No, I'm just saying. So, how about Tyson Fury's wife? They kept showing shots of her. Any thoughts on her? I don't think I've seen her. Is she nice? Oh, I no. I they, they showed her a lot during the fight. I just okay. I think go yeah. Go look up pictures. Tyson Fury's wife. Uh, will you buy Tyson Wilder three or Fury Wilder three if there's no matches in between? Because he said he wants that third match, which he's legally entitled to. Yes, because uh, I want to see him go to the ring this time with nothing and see what his <laughs> see how he does. Is. How about yeah. that excuse? The costume I wore was too heavy, 40 pounds. I wore it for 15 minutes. My legs were dead. That yeah, tells me that, you need to do more road work. More yeah. fucking road work, boxer. All right. Dante Wilder, not a great boxer. Great puncher. That's about it. Okay, before we leave, I almost played the wrong song there. Have it ready if you need to bat second, Jay. Sort of like your wife or girlfriend ordering second at the restaurant. Let me know. Oh, I'm, 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 you ready? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who's teed up this week for you? I was all. I was. You know, when the fight was coming on, I was. I was excited until I heard those faithful words. 
and on the call, Joe Tessitore. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is almost as bad on boxing as he is on NFL Monday Night Monday Night Football. Wow. He is terrible. Not a fan, huh? I, I was like, I need a Jim Lampley. I can't Wilder Fury 2. Here we go. Oh. Oh. He puts it down. So not a fan. I thought he was great on the fight. I thought that's where really? he belongs. Yeah, but I'm no, no. I'm test neutral, if not slightly test positive, which is weird. It's worse Again, than being coronavirus virus positive. I'll take every day and twice on Sunday yeah. over Tessator. So to, you, to one Joseph Tessator, you say... Oh, fuck that guy for your boxing calls. Here's my fuck that guy for the week. It's any guy on Twitter who tries to tell me some bullshit move James Harden is doing is actually legal. <laughs> fuck well, you, you and to the moon and back. I had some guy, uh, let's see, who he covers the NBA. I'll find it here. Kevin O'Connor for the ringer. Kevin O'Connor tried to say this three-step move by James Harden is legal because he gathers the ball first and then takes two steps. I don't give a shit about gathers and steps and everything. I know what traveling looks like. It's like pornography. And that shit was a travel. It would have stopped every side. It would stop every game and every playground America and cause a fight in half of them. Stop it already. So to the guy that argues with me on Twitter, or anybody, like, technically that's not a travel. Fuck that guy! Any thoughts real quick on that? Oh, no, you're 100% correct. But okay. again, I refuse to watch any game that James Harden takes part of. So, <laughs> Well, let's hope they don't make it deep in the playoffs. You'll miss some good series. Oh, God. Are you worried about the Rockets making it all the way to the Western Finals or not? Nah? That small ball only works in the regular season. It's not going to work in the playoffs. Yeah, well, we shall see. Jay, you've been too kind with your time. I'm going to make it up to you in terms of a generous stipend to get you to Zay Vegas. Let's talk off the air. We will talk off the air, yes. And as you like to say, bye-bye now. Fucking love that guy. He better come to Vegas. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. It's basically all Jay on a Tuesday, and that's the way you like it. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tickle the algorithm. We appreciate it very much. Tell a couple friends, and your hard-earned five bucks a month does motivate and energize me. Thank you for that. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time.